Two programming notes for this episode. First, you might notice that it's arriving even later in the week than you're used to. The reason for this is that I spent the time I should have been editing this episode putting together a presentation for our IGDA chapter's monthly community meeting, which we started holding remotely on Twitch this month, and will be doing for the foreseeable future. Uh, it was an hour plus uh, post-mortem on the development of Widget Satchel, its dizzying highs, crushing lows, and general takeaways that I think listeners of this program might enjoy. Uh, I'll put a link to it in the show notes um, so you can uh, see a video of the entire meeting which also included a shorter presentation from friend of the show, Devjana, on producing DLC for his indie game, Newt One. Okay, second programming note. This Nice Games Jam episode was recorded over a month ago before social distancing measures were widely recommended, so that's why all your nice hosts are in one place. Uh, like all podcasts, we're currently recording episodes remotely until it's advised to be in the same clubhouse once again, so this ended up being a little unintentional artifact of sorts. Uh, we sometimes release episodes out of order, and we held on to this one because we wanted to move our quote-unquote GDC episode up in our release schedule, and we've been sitting on it ever since. Uh, if we had known it would be the last episode we'd record together in person for a good while, we might not have used the opportunity uh, for our nice games jams to create a purely digital design. But uh, as it goes, it turned out to be a really good one. Enjoy. From high above First Street South in the same but different Minneapolis, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. I'm Martha McGarry, and I make nice games. I'm Steve McGregor, and I make nice games. And I'm Martha Croy, I too make nice games. For this week's episode, it's another Nice Games Jam. We've just been given a prompt, and we're going to try to make a complete game that you can play by the end of the episode. Will we do it? We and you are about to find out. Is that okay? Should I do that again? Uh, I think we're good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so. And so, if everyone's ready. Let's start. Well. <laughs> What did our boyfriend Dylan task us this time? <laughs> My boyfriend Dylan said, how about an asymmetrical couch co-op game? Maybe it's meant to be played with a younger sibling, or maybe it's a teaching tool, but the goal is to have a game where both players are looking at the same screen, but doing completely different things. Okay. And by screen, we mean TV screen? Not like... Right. This is the question we face at the beginning of every nice games jam, which is, yeah. are we making a paper prototype for a digital game? Or are we making a tabletop game that we could actually publish a rule set for? Yeah. Um, and we have in the past, um, you know, uh, take Dylan's hint one way or the other mm. and then ignored it. So <laughs> we're, we're free to do it either way again. Yeah. Um, I don't have a particular, although I suppose it's always easier to do something that is a tabletop game. Right. Because we can actually literally make it. That's true. But uh, we, we also we, run the risk of just creating vast again if we do it that way. Yeah. yeah that's um, a good point. But mm -hmm. we could try to make a game that's not vast, that is different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, we have some of our more interesting ones have been paper prototypes for digital games. That blob game we did or the right. one where you're playing as a controller. Yeah. Those were fun. Mm -hmm. So we, we're capable of both. Okay. I, I'm just more scared of one than the other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I say we try making a paper prototype. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah, so what if we're rusty? It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so it, that's interesting. So, like, um, when I think of as asymmetrical games, it, my, immediately, my immediate thought was that one Rayman game that, uh, like, you played as, one person played as Rayman, another person played as Murphy, which was like a weird frog fairy creature, and, like, Rayman runs around and does the platforming stuff, and then Murphy can move platforms, so Rayman can do the platforming stuff. Ah. Uh, so... I mean that is and direct a direction we can go in, uh, but I don't know 
What else we could do? Ooh, could we do a game? Because we just in the last episode talked about rhythm games. Could we do one yeah. where one player has to be playing a rhythm game and the other player is playing some other type of game? Okay. And then if the rhythm player messes up, then something happens. And yeah, if so the player, if the other player does something, then the rhythm changes for the top or something like that. So um, you guys played Celeste. Right. Yes. Yeah. So you know the B side challenges. Right. Yeah. They're all they're actually fairly simple mechanically. They're just sort of the platforms alternate on and off. Mm-hmm. Um, we could do something like that, but then that is controlled by a second player. Oh, oh. Right? that's fascinating. And then maybe there are some times when you don't want to be on rebel. Yeah, you know, think about <laughs> it. I, don't know. Uh, I think the challenge with an idea like that is um, uh, there's almost no way we could play test something like that here at the table. Yeah, um, that's true. We can brainstorm for an hour on that, but hey, I'm yeah. not sure what we'll have to to provide to the listener. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't mind the brainstorming thing. Mm-hmm. It'd be a little unorthodox. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How I don't know. We can just put together a design document. That could yeah. be that could be our task for today. Yeah, those are fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's let's do that. Cool. All right. All right. Um. Okay. So we're we're talking about a. Are we thinking another platformer? I'm gonna. I mean, that's right kind here. of the easy answer. I'm yeah. really open to something other than that. Um, yeah, but I'm also not opposed to just going that direction. Yeah, all indie games are platformers. So maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we could be a little bit more creative. I don't know. Hmm. Um, maybe it could be like I'm imagining. Have you ever played or played? Have you ever read those kids' books where there's the main story? It's one particular illustrator, and mm-hmm. there's the main story going on, uh, and then on along the sides and the border, there's like a, like a backstory happening that then eventually like makes sense with what's happening in the rest of the book. Oh, I've never heard of that. That's yeah. cool um, though. It's so cool. It's like uh like the the mitten have you ever it's like a, mm. a mitten that gets dropped on the ground and then uh all these animals try to hide in it as like a a place to live for the winter, but then it gets like too big of animals are trying to hide in this mitten and then the mitten falls apart. Yeah. And in around the border you can see like the next animal that's gonna try to get in the mitten on the page the next page yeah (laughs) so i'm thinking like what if there's some sort of game like like asymmetrical in the sense that the players are not even interacting but what they do impacts the other yeah and like maybe it doesn't have to be a platformer maybe it has it's like an exploration game or something and then i don't know how that would work though oh i am reminded of this Oh boy, we're just going to be reminded of a bunch of things, but it's fine. <laughs> um, I'm reminded of this mini game from The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, I think, where like you um, can you're like you're a fish, you cut fish's heads off and give give them the rest or whatever. But like that, the the rhythm or however you're doing that impacts this uh, second game that you actually want to play. That's like you traversing a map. Um, so you have to like be good at cutting the fish, but also be good at uh, figuring out how to navigate this space. Um, so, like, I guess that's kind of a similar direction sort of thing, maybe. Yeah. That, like, this thing, like, the way you cut the fish impacts how you had to navigate that space. So, like, that could be a similar thing that you're talking about. It could be, like, an isometric, top-down sort of movement thing mm-hmm. that you have to deal with. Um, and maybe, like, the rhythm, you're, uh, the rhythm or the button pressing or whatever you're doing, um, like, opens doors or closes doors or something like that. What okay. if... It's like a resource, like a some sort of strategy game on the bottom, okay. and the rhythm person can give you different resources depending on like what they're doing somehow. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love that. Continue with that thought. 
I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> how would how would the rhythm person change what they're doing to give different things? Like I'm imagining someone being like, okay, I need more corn or whatever. Maybe the way, maybe oh, maybe this is like uh the Donkey Kong bon- or bongos or congos or whatever, and like uh the rhythm you're doing it in determines what forces you're giving or resources you're giving. Oh. So like a faster rhythm would give you corn, or a slower rhythm would give you fish. I don't know <laughs> something, and maybe not even it doesn't have to be faster or slower. It could be some sort of branching mechanism. So mm-hmm. the person doing the rhythm component can um i mean the the it could be just uh, the drumming right yeah. but maybe the what's playing on the screen is a full piece of music but then at any point you can change to it to like instead of the the second chorus you do the bridge or something and then that would change the interaction yeah right? okay so it wouldn't necessarily be it, it could also be that there are certain materials that are rare and valuable and those require the rhythm player to stop what they're doing and play a really hard section yeah, or something. Yeah. And then so there's a lot of risk reward there. Yeah. And okay. if they don't do it, then they missed out an opportunity to give an almost as equally good resource that was much easier to provide. Okay. Or something like that. I like this direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is cool. Okay. So this is, so we're talking about a strategy game. Okay. Strategy game. Yeah. I'm writing it down. Now, keep in mind this idea of like choosing to do something different it doesn't have to be a rhythm component yeah it could be something else do you know what i mean um yeah i I like that direction but like we don't have to limit ourselves to that it could be like solving puzzles or something right like maybe they're like uh, procedurally generated three by three sudokus and then like if you want a really hard resource you gotta solve a regular 10 by 10 or something (laughs) i mean it could be anything where you could sort of change difficulty on the fly so imagine a pong game Uh where there are eight different colored balls and then you can toggle which color your paddle is Mm. and then there are seven yellow ones but there's only two green ones oh yeah and you have to keep them in the air but they're all happening at once or something oh so that would be a a similar kind of mode switching that you could do yeah and then a, a rhythm game would be you know almost the same in terms of the expression of that right. idea yeah right yeah that could work too um yeah there's a bunch of different directions we should go we should figure out the direction pick <laughs> <laughs> a thing yeah all we know is a strategy game uh-huh one player needs resources one player needs resources um so when we say strategy game what do we mean exactly by that yeah yeah uh i don't know i'm just a- <sighs> when you said strategy game i immediately thought armies but i don't know yeah, I was thinking like, what was I thinking? <laughs> like crafting things together and you're like, you need different components for them, which sure. like I'm thinking of like in board games where like Catan or whatever, where you need a certain amount of number of tokens mm-hmm. or like, yeah, like Splendor where you're like, oh, this costs one diamond and three sapphires or whatever. Yeah. Or like overcooked, I guess, where you need fish and oh yeah, you know, right, right. So, what does the player, the strategy player, do while they're waiting for their resources? Yeah, and how might they? So, it could be. Would we want it to be one way or two ways? Because I think that Dylan's prompt almost implies a game that someone's playing, and then an asymmetrical part of another player that's helping that first player. That implies a one-way relationship, right. which I think would be really fun to design. Mm-hmm. Because then you could also have the two players almost like they don't even have to talk to each other necessarily. Yeah. Um, or we could have a system where they interact with each other. Right. Right. Where the you pref- it, So uh, I'm going to take a slightly riskier path that will not help me in any way, but it will help the other player in their game. And so communication is much more important then. Right? Yeah. 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 I mean, both. I mean, I, either idea works. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. Um, I sort of like the idea of a two-way communication, but that's a little more complicated. It is more complicated. Maybe. I like that idea too, but and especially because, like, yeah, as a strategy person, are you, what are you going to do while the other person is gathering resources for you? Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, that's that's the it's trying to solve the problem of like of of what are you doing while you're waiting for the other person to assist you. Uh, do you move on and then when they when they give you extra resources, you're like, oh great, now I can use that mm-hmm. for what I've already been doing. Or are you waiting for those resources to make a decision? Sure. Um, uh, oh, oh, okay. What? What if? What if? What if this is a real time, a real time strategy game? A real time? What are those things like Pigment? Oh yeah. yeah. Is that what, is that a real time strategy game? I'd say so. Okay. <laughs> um, like where like maybe you start out with ten Pigment esque creatures. Uh huh. Um, um, but instead of like you having to defeat creatures to get more Pigment, the your uh, the other player is like gardening pigmen and like you know they have to grow and stuff and so like you have to do a bunch of things to get those to work or get those to grow um, and so like as one person is out in the field moving the pigmen and get, uh, making bridges or defeating enemies or something the player at home is creating uh, the resources that they might need in order to do to do those tasks. Oh I like that a lot. Yeah. I, I was thinking more in terms of like the, the gameplay experiences were so wildly different. Yeah. Had different contexts maybe even art and art. But you're describing more a case of like somebody back at the base with their own game and then somebody out in the field. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. Okay. Well let's go in that direction then. Yeah. And that can be split screen or it would be a really good online experience yeah. where you'd have your own and then you wouldn't even be able to necessarily see or get full context what the other person's doing. Mm-hmm. You know. This could be a, a great Wii U game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It would be a really great Wii U or game. Or it'd be a good VR game. Yeah. Oh, Your yeah. resource gathering player is in, you know, in the uh, the lab or the kitchen or whatever mm-hmm. in VR. <gasps> yeah. Right? That's cool. Oh, I like that. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. 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 It's a VR game now. <laughs> yeah. We've just, uh, it's nice to have infinite money to make this right, game. Right. Scope's yes. not a problem. <laughs> <in this game's laughs> okay. So we got, okay. Uh, we got one person. Is creating no one person is out on the field doing things. Right. Um, I mean, so essentially StarCraft until we figure out what it is. Yeah. Um, and then the other player is creating the resources so that this other part, so that the the field player can uh, get both can can do more stuff. Right. How right. do these both impact one another? How do they feed into one another though? Like the player who's out in the field has to do stuff in order for. To help the the person back at the base, yeah. Maybe well, it's, maybe maybe like Mark said, maybe the person in the field doesn't necessarily help the person in the at the base. Right. It could be one way. It could be that they're okay. dependent on the person, you know, in the forge making the things. But okay. that is that is the entire nature of the relationship. Which you know, it feels like we're only doing half the thing. But there's some real value. No, yeah, that I, way, I don't right? disagree with that. Yeah. I, I um. It could, I mean, to do it both ways, though, you could have it be more of a, a, a sort of like a reap and sow. So you could have the player going out oh. farming resources that then the player back at the forge then crafts into items, which then yeah. help you get further resources. So it can have a symbiotic relationship. Okay. Right? Yeah. That's that's kind of the direction I was thinking. Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah. Let's, 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 is that a good gameplay? Well, like what I'm concerned about it being just a one one way relationship is that like the person out on the field is like 
could potentially like yell at the person at the base because they're not creating the resources they need or something. Right, they're not right. good enough creating resources. One brother could yell at the other brother because he's being too <laughs> slow with the resources or right. something. Whereas if it's a symbiotic relationship, <laughs> then everybody can yell at everyone. Well, <laughs> in a situation like this, so um, I guess we imagined it more like the main game is the out in the field yeah. and then the assist player is, is back at home. Mm-hmm. But I almost imagine it that the back at home player has the more complicated job. Yeah. And that is where the, the older sibling works. Yeah. And then the younger sibling gets to do the fun stuff. Yeah. Right? That is maybe less mechanically deep. Yeah. And and then gets to be empowered by the the person who the the, the experienced gamer who likes spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> or something. Yeah, that's totally yeah. That's so it'd be a, a different relationship than maybe uh, the how we were originally thinking of it. Yeah. If we maintain a one way kind of uh, thinking. Oh, sure. And then the person who gets yelled at is the older sibling and they can take it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Not that we need to uh, uh, mandate who takes what role. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody can do anything, but like, but there's nothing wrong with designing a game specifically for people to play with the younger siblings, mm-hmm. to play with their non-gamer friends, to like yeah. maybe market it that way, even yeah. you know, in this world where we have infinite money and don't need to worry about returns. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like that. Let's, let's go in that direction. So mm-hmm. this is, this is a game. It's like a one way interaction sort of thing where, one person is out on the field um, and doing the cool stuff. And then the other person is back at the home base creating uh, benefits for the person out on the field. Sure. Um, does the person out on the field need to return to the base to get these benefits or do they just happen? Um, I feel like they just happen. Okay. So it can yeah. be continuous. Yeah. I don't know that it matters either way, but I think I'm with you, Martha. I think I'd prefer it that way too. Mm-hmm. Just for, so we, and we now have, we can deal with fewer mechanics. Sure. Right. That, that's fair too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We may have infinite money, but we don't have infinite time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm, I'm trying to type it. All of these are cool ideas, but there's a lot of them. All right. Uh-huh. One player out on the field doing thing. One player out on base giving yeah. field. You know what we're describing? Is we're describing Batman and Oracle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's kind of what we're <gasps> talking, right? So it doesn't have to necessarily, we don't have to, because uh, I can feel us leaning towards uh, either a Warcraft or Farmville theming. Yeah. And I don't like either of those. <laughs> okay. But it could be, it could be a case of like, uh, you know, a secret agent or, a, a um, you know, an infiltrator uh, and then the hacker or something. Yeah. Right. Oh uh, yeah. And then the hacker would be like, I'm in. So it could be a case of solving puzzles, <laughs> which then un- there'd be mini games or whatever that yeah. unlock security, whatever is. Yeah. And then the person who could do, it's the fun job, which is to go take down the enemies or go steal the whatever. Yeah. Right. That could be an interesting way to, to do it. And yeah. then that becomes a matter of the resources is information and access. And so it makes a lot of sense that it just appears. Yeah. Because it's all through the magic of, you know, a cat five cabling or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good. That's a good strat. Okay. Uh, okay. Spy theming. Cool. So you're like 007 or something. Other spy. Spy Fox. Yeah. <laughs> or Spy Fox. This is a new Spy Fox. Game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I think we all prefer uh, infiltration and extraction over, yeah. say, uh, shooting people with the Walter PPK, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's more interesting. Spy kids. Me. Yeah. Spy kids. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, yes. Okay. So the person on the field is sneaking around in vents or whatever, doing their thing, uh-huh. going real slow. Yep. And they're like, hey, uh, uh, Cool guy in the, at the home base. Mm-hmm. What what are you doing? I'm hacking into the system. Says cool guy at the yeah. home base. Uh, and then they're like um, solving a puzzle. I guess I don't know. It's probably right. like a pipe mechanic. They're both very bored with the other each other. It sounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I guess I'll hack this for you. <laughs> okay, cool. That's I'm fine. waiting here, and there's lasers. So whenever you're ready. <laughs> Um, the one know, punch man of spies <laughs> yeah you know if we're doing this vr style for uh, our for our home base player right, which, yeah. which maybe we don't necessarily have to uh not, as we think of it further mm. but um our uh um you know we're not just waiting for information right we could have the player out in the field and maybe third person or whatever isometric or some other form yeah it could be um they deliver inf- the information that the hacker player needs to solve the puzzle right right so it can that that relationship could be about communication not necessarily about um uh, accomplishing things for the other that can still be one way right so it's kind of like um uh the bomb diffusing game keep talking and no one explodes very much like that yeah Yeah. so that that's a that's a people understand that paradigm right yeah but this is like a more slower pace sort of thing right like and it's not it's not as urgent as yeah and the key is to give give the player out in the field something to do yeah that is independent of everything else so maybe they need to um you know avoid uh security cameras and there's some like twitch gameplay there um but then also make it so that the it's that there is some motivation to communicate or that they feel like they have a hand in what the other player is ultimately providing for them yeah right okay so like there's you know there's three cameras not four and then like oh that changes how the thing is going to work or whatever yeah that's you know cool. i like that so it doesn't need to be like the player out in the field doesn't need to solve any puzzles they just need to be able to read the situation yeah right yeah uh yeah i like that i like that direction i like that a lot mm-hmm. but there'd be like hidden notes places like hidden clues point and click style in some of the rooms <laughs> I mean, you know what? That's actually maybe what if the player in the field is just, you know, is more point and click. <laughs> like it really could be anything in, that, in terms of how it's. But I think what you're saying is like, yeah, but finding like, clues like that. Yeah. yeah, they're sneaking through and you have to do some like avoidance of cameras and you have to crawl through spaces and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But also like you're looking for information that you can give feedback like here's a string of numbers and the string of numbers is five four seven three mm-hmm. and did then, you get that steven and then you <laughs> five four seven three <laughs> <laughs> and then you uh then that feeds back to the other player who's trying to solve something how do we how do we get make like the puzzles a, interesting for the other player? I mean, the truth is, is like we're gonna have to make things that are don't make sense in the real world because that's how none of these all these puzzles don't work that way. Like yeah. I'm thinking of like the um the tube puzzle in Bioshock. Like nobody playing that thought that's what was really happening in the story. It's, yeah. it's abstracted puzzling. Right. So we can work it that way, and it could really just be a matter of like, oh, I need the end of this hash, right? And right. then like, oh, it's written on a post-it. Like that's you know, it's silly, but like that's kind of what it needs to be, right? Yeah. Um, but I like what you're. You want the f- player in the field to do a little bit more hunting, a little bit more, a little more deduction than maybe I was thinking. Yeah, okay. and maybe they. So then maybe they're clicking around and trying to find clues, and then. Like, for example, okay, so they find the thing for the hash and then the person in the VR types that into the to the end of the of the hash and then mm-hmm. um, they get a pull up the screen of the map of the vents and then they can be like, okay, you need to turn left, right, up, down, yeah. whatever. Okay. But it's structuring it uh, like, uh, like a puzzle dependency graph sounds really fun. Yeah. Because then it could really just be a matter of making what is ultimately a very simple adventure game but then the complication comes from the need for the communication, mm-hmm. right? Like, this is the thing I need, and I know this is what's going to get me through this door, but I can't get to it unless I explain to the player exactly what it is, and then they solve the little mini game to do it, right? Yes. I realized that one of the aspects of the prompt is it's all on the same screen. Uh-huh. And, uh... 
<laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I mean, it is all on one screen, and then the other player has the headset on, so they can't see the screen. Good point. Yes. So this still counts. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, are you interested in salvaging that uh, as a split screen component? Because that is an interesting I- part of the idea. I mean, we can ignore what Dylan yeah. says. We've moved past it, probably. Yeah, he'll forgive us. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll hear it on Evil Games Club. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> he can deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, I like Okay, I like I this direction. So I've been like haphazardly putting notes down. We'll see if these are good. Yeah. Uh, I will list what I've said so, or what we've kind of said now. Yeah, um, let's recap. <laughs> and, I, and delete old things that we've pa- moved past. Mm-hmm. I guess this is no longer really a strategy game. Um, one player out on field doing thing. Mm-hmm. One player at base is hacker giving player abilities through puzzle solving. Spy theming. Field player gets information for the hacker so they can do the hacking. Four, five, seven, three. <laughs> That's the name of the game. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, <laughs> player in field doing is doing some some deduction. I was about to say seduction. Doing some deduction. I mean, maybe. <laughs> it's the spy game after all. It is. Um, uh, like a point and click discovering things for the hacker. Okay. Um, and the hacker is doing what forms of puzzles? I, yeah, I'd like to know that. If we if we like the idea of it being a VR game, then you know, um, a, a VR game where you're hacking at a terminal is like kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, but there's also something kind of fun about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a little bit more um, mm-hmm. uh, immersion, I guess. Well, this goes to theming, right? Yeah. So let's imagine a f- I'm just spitballing now, but yeah, let's sure. imagine a future where your computer terminal is like a a holographic tabletop, right? Yes. Oh, sure. And then you manipulate items and that is you using the computer yeah. and it's all virtual or whatever. And then that would make VR interaction models interesting so that when you pull up the vent, the vent diagram, you can actually, I'm now moving with my hands, listeners at Comb can see, <laughs> you can manipulate the space <gasps> to kind of yes. see, oh, Sorry. this vent is such, yes. you know? <laughs> yeah. And then maybe you can see uh, you can't see the other player uh, on your little 3D map until they go to a place and then get the little tracker or turn off the the um the the scan jammer or something so you know stuff like that so kind of, so kind of a little bit like minority report side of movements sure right? okay. yeah yeah i like it so then we can use the oculus quest hand tracking which works perfectly in our version of this game <laughs> <laughs> right infinite money of course yep <laughs> yeah okay uh all right hacker is doing hacks by way of minority report esque actions right so oh. it is the sitting of an, in a chair doing a th- uh, you know on a computer terminal but the computer terminal is more interesting yeah that's cool i kind of mm-hmm. like that it just it, it sort of reminds me it's like if you were dr strange and making a bunch of random symbols with your hands and things happen yeah. yes <laughs> cool well, and it would be fun to design and this because we're we're tasking we're imagining that the player in vr is a little bit more of a complicated more uh, uh, uh more robust set of tasks they need to be a little bit uh more um uh practiced at yeah. perhaps then maybe yeah. we can have uh, this is how you use the OS of this thing. It's yeah. Like, these are how, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And that might be a fun toy to play with right. for that player. Yeah, you know? that would be cool. Okay. Um, I kind of want the the hacker player to be able to help the field player more than just like hacking things to solve puzzles. I would okay. like it if you could like, um, mani- the hacker player could manipulate the abilities that the field player has. So like maybe the hacker player is like, oh, 
fancy finger movement and then the field player can jump really high or something. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like you're activating gadgets or something. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And maybe managing resources. So this is the amount of like, uh, you know, power we have to provide for this. So like I'm thinking of like Star Trek Bridge Crew, the yeah. engineer player changes the power to the different systems on the ship that mm-hmm. the other players use. So it could be something like that where the, you can say, oh, I'll give you more power to your jump boots. But as a result, your shields are down. So you, have oh, to, yeah. you, you, can, you can't avoid the lasers yeah. or something. Or like, here's a room that is nothing but lasers. Um, I can take away a lot of your other abilities. So you can just sort of slowly at a snail's pace walk through this mm-hmm. and maybe just take a little damage. And then that gives the... the then there's this sort of empathy between players too, right? The, the hacker player can say, this is what my the field player is interested in doing. Yeah. And I will create an environment where they can do that. And you can yeah. have like... Like one of your screens, your floating screens or whatever mm. in as the hacker would be like a biometric scan of the person yes. and uh, of the other player. And like you can see like when they're taking damage and stuff like that, but you can't actually see the player like. Right. And the and the, the field player can be like they don't know the, the O2 level in their suit or something yeah, like right. they need to rely on the hacker player to give them the readouts. Just like you've seen in so many space movies. Right? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. OK. Oh, this is cool. <sighs> we should make it now. Yeah, now, now this game. This is what we do every time. You know, it's it's the sign of a good game in Nice Games Jam when we stop in the middle of the episode and go, "Oh, we should really make this." <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we've reached that point. Yes. <laughs> hey, do y'all like this podcast? Yes. Good. You sh- have you left a review? Uh, I mean, I think it's unethical it for tomorrow. us to leave a review, but <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, well, other people have left reviews. Here's one that I thought was neat. This is from the best Greg the Gamer. It says chill, um, and then it says chill. Period, and then Paul. I, I don't know <laughs> what that means. It's a little cryptic, but I appreciate that they think we're chill. I mean, do they? <laughs> <laughs> There's two chills, Mark. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Well, you can leave reviews too. Um, and not just really helpful ones. You can leave cryptic ones like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, give us a puzzle to solve. <laughs> um, I, uh, reviews help the show get noticed. Yes. Um, especially five-star ones. Um, and we'll read your message on the show, just like we did here. Those three words. <laughs> yeah, the bar is very low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, thank, thank you very much for leaving us reviews. We yeah. really appreciate yeah. it. And you can do that on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else where you get your podcasts. And like Stephen said really does help and I think that just like any kind of ask we make of the listener uh, you know you think oh sure that sounds like a good thing for people to do and then you don't do it but be the person who does it for crying out loud (laughs) right now yeah go on yeah hey we're hacking are we we're still we're still doing the hacking (laughs) I'm hacking at this this document Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh I don't know how well I'm doing but I'm I'm trying Uh, uh, yes Okay, yeah. so we've got our two players. Right. We've got uh, essentially a relationship between them yes. that we're pretty happy with. Yes. So maybe we can talk a little bit about what the mission is. Good question. Right? I like that. And like what the scope of it. We can maybe like uh, just for the purposes of today, we can talk about this is maybe one. If this is a larger game, this is like one mission, one Hitman mission or whatever. Yeah. And then we can sort of walk through a little bit of what and then we can cr- come up with the different mechanics as we sort of imagine how this might go. Okay. I like it. Okay. You need to infiltrate something. Uh, it will be a base i don't know no that doesn't make any sense well it does make sense but like i don't know that's boring everybody does that what do you need to infiltrate you need to infiltrate a restaurant i like it restaurant a restaurant (laughs) yes 
how about uh well this would be fun okay, so yeah. if it's sort of spyish hackerish and mm-hmm. like you know we i think as we were to develop a game like this we'd move a little bit further away from the cliche but we don't need to be afraid of that now right yeah but let's say you're infiltrating a restaurant uh-huh. and then once you get into the back room suddenly it's a much more complicated facility than you ever imagined <laughs> yeah. yes like it's, you peel back it's the a, curtain and a front for some sort yes. of secret yeah. lab that's why you're infiltrating it and then you're going deeper into the sub basement and you're like why are there lasers <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're trying to find the secret recipe <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I, uh, that's good. We, uh, you're trying to find the secret recipe because you are a rival. Well, you're working. So for this is corporate espionage. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I wasn't. I wasn't excited about the idea of some, doing something silly, but now I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. Infiltrating a restaurant that actually is, or maybe it's a, a corporation that has stolen the recipe from grandma blah 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 and you're meant to get it back yeah oh. i think the main uh, idea here is that it should be this this sort of sci-fi setting where there's this market for like highly trained and and equipped infiltrators to do things with incredibly low stakes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love that i love that yes yes okay uh so yeah so you know as you enter this restaurant that it's going to be a very complicated facility because yeah. that's what they all are these days <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's cool okay um and so what do you need to do in order to infiltrate the restaurant or the the science lab inside the restaurant right that's the real question that's a good question <laughs> <laughs> okay so how about um we start out as we're the our field player is posing as a patron and then our hacker okay. player needs to say, turn out the lights, or they do they do an online order that manipulates how people move <gasps> in the kitchen yes. so that you have an opening to sneak back such and such. Okay. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, and it could also be like, oh, you have to min- like somehow manipulate it so that you end up sitting at the right table. Yeah, that's really good. So you need to like have some people cancel their orders unbeknownst to them, or you need <laughs> yeah. to make sure that like, there are two people going and you do like watchdog style. You get, you learn all about them and you realize one person prefers to sit near the window and you make sure that person gets there first by delaying the other person's bus. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like all the stuff like that. So like, it's so complicated before you even get back backstage. Yes. <laughs> Okay. So that all of that, like, all that stuff is as important as the lasers. <laughs> yes. <Right>? Yes. <laughs> Maybe you have to figure out, like, uh, you know, the host's uh, favorites, like, something so you can, like, mm. really do good banter with them or whatever, yeah, yeah. like, or something. So I that when know. you sneak by, you realize they're the only ones who will ever see you. So you want to make a good relationship with them so that they won't care that much. Yes. <laughs> or something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first task is to sneak past into wow for, into the entrance of the lab. Hacker player needs to manipulate orders and customers so that few people see the field player. Yeah. Okay. So I think what we're describing here is that what you need to do and in what order, like the the in a movie, the heist movie, the plan. Yeah. The plan is something that maybe the two players don't come up with. Right? right. The plan is presented to them. Yeah. So the lower it lowers the sort of cognitive load of like solving that as a puzzle. Oh right? yeah. And then yeah, it becomes yeah. each individual piece becomes a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Like how do I do this? So that that is a little bit more adventure gamey, right? Yeah. Where it's like, oh I need to move the wait- waiter from standing here when they take a break to standing here when they take a break. And then you work backwards. How are all the steps you need to do that, I suppose? Yes. Right? <gasps> yes. And it could be like the hacker player could be reading through like restaurant reviews and mm-hmm. like uh maybe like a stolen like hack into the waitress's schedule or whatever oh yeah oh <laughs> okay 
But then, yeah, because you want you want the field player because of the way that the prompt is. We want the field player to have feel empowered and not frustrated necessarily. You want the hacker player to be the one who has the, essentially the, the 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 burden of solving. Yeah. But because they'll be communicating, that you know, uh, there there's nothing wrong with them brainstorming together. Oh, and right? maybe there's clues on the around, like, uh, you know, like maybe someone has. I don't know, like the, something in their pocket or like, mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, the waiter has uh, glasses or something. Yeah. So or- like the hacker player is like, I've got all of the, um, all of, I've hacked into all of the accounts of all the staff, but that the restaurant security is too tight. I can't get their schedule. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then the person who, the field player has to say, well, he's got glasses and he's, he's like doing this and it's like, oh, that, that narrows it down to two. So we'll, we'll make a guess which one we think it is. And then whether, you know, that depends on. There's other things that are dependent on that. Yeah, right? yeah. That goes back to the idea of the field player making observations that help, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, okay. So the first, uh, the hacker player is manipulating orders and customers and stuff. The field player uh, is looking for information on employees, basically. Yeah, so they, they are, they're observing their surroundings and then ultimately the ones doing the actions, mm-hmm. right? So, it remo- so a lot of the puzzle uh, uh, solving is removed from their purview. Um, and I mean, unless they want to participate o- over the mic, but they don't. It, it, the design is not demanded of them. Yeah. Okay. So the field player is observing the state of play in the restaurant. Yeah. Doing the action. Like he's moving now, and yeah. then the I was okay. Now you know. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. 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 Mm-hmm. And I'll yeah. Okay. He's gonna move. He's you know the the host is moving. Three, two, one, and then the hacker player opens the door. Yes. Yeah. 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 And you know, we don't have to come up with the specifics, but there could be scenarios where the the field player can we could do it, you know, like Hitman, you could have multiple solutions. So you could say, okay, I the field player needs to create a distraction so they could set up a scanner that will then give the hacker player a, a real-time look into the restaurant. Or yeah. Whatever. Or it could be just more a case of it would be easier for the the field player just describe what they see. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I like that. I like mm-hmm. all of that. Okay. So they do all of these things. Plays are like, oh yeah, uh, I'm I'm not noticing you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the field player gets in, and so they get to the entrance of the lab, and I assume there are a ton of lasers at this point. A ton of lasers. Ton. That could also be a name for the game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you do to get past the lasers? We were talking about doing um, re- you were talking about it, Mark, mm-hmm. doing resource manipulation so that like the player can shield themselves from the the lasers or something right right so at least in this mission we're describing two stages so maybe we could talk about like that first stage is about manipulating the the hacking the world around you to create a result and then once you're in the facility and all alone it's more about uh managing the resources of the player so it's i mean that's almost like a separate game now Mm. but um but otherwise it could be more of the same it's once you're back there that you're saying like oh there's three lasers two on the left three on the right and then the player's like, okay, I now I know how to time the yeah. my hacking well, to whatever. It, it can be more of a, a like a different pacing. Like so, maybe that that first part we were talking about is is kind of slower paced. You're trying to gather information and understand where all these people are going to go at every any given point. Yeah. But this next part is action packed. Mm-hmm. So like you have to like um, the 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 hacker player is like trying to manipulate these things in a way that just gives the the field player enough advantage to get past all these lasers. Right. So now now we're more stealth game. Yeah, and, at this point, yeah. Yeah, and so the hacker player is turning out lights and disabling lasers, but then also manipulating the abilities of the player so that they yeah. have some options on how to yeah. uh, approach it. Yeah, okay. Hacker player. Yeah. Part of me wants to make it not not that much different in terms of how the gameplay works, mm. and part of me wants to make it like 
a totally separate game mode almost. Mm. And so that different missions would have it in reverse order necessarily. Where yeah. you'd, you'd parachute into the, 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 the penthouse lab and then you have to sneak out uh, it, you know, through the lobby or something. Yeah. And so that the, the would be switched, you know, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think that's good for pacing purposes. Like yeah. Can, it, it, it allows you to, you'll have different experiences while you're playing through this hour long or however yeah. long experience. Yeah. And then it, it gives, you can have more variety in missions by, mm-hmm. by giving each mission a type for, or each section of a mission, a, a mode, a gameplay mode or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Neat. A uh, hacker player can take out some lasers and protect field player. Using shields, or or something, <laughs> and uh, and or something the or the hallmark of a nice games jam paper prototype. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the field player needs to get past the layers, lasers. Okay. Yeah. Does, 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 can the field player jump? Is this like a first person walking thing or what? I don't. I I'm I'm kind of avoiding even deciding that stuff. Okay. But but that's fair. But no. But it's a good question to ask. Like, you know. What, how do, what is the moment-to-moment play? Yeah. Is it third-person isometric? Is it first-person? What is it? Yeah, I guess the way I was thinking of it is it, it being in first-person. Especially, like, um, you focusing on other people's interactions and stuff as the field player. Yeah. Um, I think that, like, it being in first-person allows you to just focus on everything, everything else. And so, like, you, so you can pretend to be the spy. Oh, and it's because it's what you're seeing and observing. Yeah. So that... that so, because most stealth games are third person, right? Because then you can game, see behind you, yeah, right. <laughs> but it, to give you sort of a wider view, but you because we're so much relying on that communication of what do you see, mm-hmm. first person makes more sense. Yeah, that's I didn't consider that, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then you have to re- also rely on the on the hacker player to give you information to know who, because they have your back, right? Yeah, yep. I mean, ultimately, this could be a, you know two VR players in the end. Yeah, it could. There, you know, there's some market confusion about like it's a first person game and a VR game, but the first person part necessarily isn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's maybe a separate problem we could mm-hmm. deal with. <laughs> Infinite money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, from a design, like no, how do you communicate right, what the, right. what the totally play right. is, and how do you get a yeah. player? Because okay. if you're making a first person game that has free movement with the yeah. controller, then you necessarily that precludes some VR right. to a point, right? There are people who have their VR legs, but just most people don't. So, mm-hmm. um, so when you introduce the, to like, oh, which what am I going to play? The more we separate what it looks like, what the experience of of playing it is. So that is that is a proper concern. Okay. Ap- apart from. A market confusion, I sure. suppose. Well, then let's make them both VR players. Okay. Uh, it makes it... How do you... Uh, I guess you can dodge things like you're doing like um, super hot and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think it's pretty clear. Or at least it feels good. Like It's a little detection. harder to do an action game in VR. Like a... like a. I mean, there's like budget cuts is a stealth game, but like it is actually kind of hard to move around. Yeah. It takes a little bit of, of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess... I mean, based on this, I, I would sort of pitch back to a third person, but I still... I, I still get your your idea of like why first person is better sure yeah what do you think yeah i would not do this the moving player in vr okay okay just because it would be harder to design like some of the things we're thinking of would be harder to to design Mm -hmm. but some of the other things would not be because like if you're like trying to grab a a pamphlet out of someone's back pocket or whatever that would be pretty cool in vr but but moving around is really hard right crawling around yeah (laughs) That'd be way much way easier first mm-hmm. first person or third person. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, it can it could it could still be in first person, um, just not in VR. Mm-hmm. It'd be okay. Yeah. I mean, we. I mean, I'm. We've we've identified a problem with that. Yeah. But we can live with it. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Okay. Cool. 
Build player gets past lasers through first person platforming stuff. Basically. Okay. Forming. I mean, this is, this is like, um, uh, Deus Ex stealth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Can he jump? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, so yeah, it's like Dishonored. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He can jump. Uh, <laughs> okay. Third task. You got through it. Now you're in like the main lab area. Yeah. What do you do? You need to get the recipe or whatever it is. Uh huh. Okay. And then, you know, now this is Indiana Jones now, right? Yeah. Like you either need to make a, a, a effect a fast escape or it's just the mission's half over. Yeah. Right. Like how do we want to pace this? I mean, they can be different from mission to mission, I suppose, mm. but I almost kind of want to set a tone for. So yeah, this is a sample mission. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, um, I still like the vent idea where you have to crawl through vents mm-hmm. and then you don't know where you're going and you have to be told by the player the other player like which way to turn and yeah. like what's below you and stuff like that could that be part of the second stage or, yes. or would it be like a whole separate uh, oh uh, no i'm thinking of the part of the second stage okay 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 uh, and we don't need to map all that out but it would yeah. it, it would definitely include a variety of stealth tasks right yeah right. um okay cool uh okay so that but that's the second stage you have to get to the recipe first is the recipe just like right there it's in like a vault or something. Okay. Right? And there's guards, right? Oh, yeah. Sneak by. That makes sense. So uh, the field player is sneaking past the guards. Meanwhile, the hacker player is hacking this vault, right? They already get to the recipe? Yeah. yeah so, like, either like, um, uh, you know, g- getting a, like um, laughing gas so that the guards pass out yeah. or uh, finding a way to, or like uh, having the vault door pop open and and like knock them over, and then you sneak by. Like, yeah, this I think this would be a good opportunity to have many different options. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sneaking past. Yeah, okay, um, and maybe like maybe like the laugh, like the the gas or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that option could be pre- like all these options could be precluded by other things that you've done previously. Like if you use up all your all your oxygen things by yeah. staying in places too long or something right right because your mask has limited resources so there's a certain section of the vents that that uh, you know that are it's not breathable yeah or it's like a it's a it's a a, a, you know pollution uh, output and so you need to have your mask on and then therefore you can't then use gas on anyone else because you run out yeah or maybe uh after you do a certain couple of missions you can equip your player with more equipment and the mask is one of those and so you if you did this mission first right yeah yeah you have more options Mm -hmm. yeah i like it Okay. Uh, field player sneaking past guards. Hacker player opening vault with the recipe and doing gadget thing. Doing gadget. Things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then you get. So you know. Then it's a, like a question of like, okay, do we do we? Because this is of the corporate espionage part, right? Right. Do we steal this thing? Whether it's stealing it back or stealing it, so mm. that they don't have it anymore. Mm. Forgetting that it's easy to copy. You know, a, an index card down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's something special. It could be like Star Wars where data. Yeah. Retention is just like a, a yeah. not a thing that <laughs> or, they think or the, about. Or the case of the sort of like urban legends about Coca Cola, or that like it's only two people on Earth know it, and yeah. they only have half the recipe or whatever. Uh, so it, you could either steal it from them, mm-hmm. and then of course then they know it's gone, right? Or you take a copy, and then you, they don't know it's gone, right? And then you so you make some choices about like how, what kind, what are you going to do exactly? Yeah, and okay. then the different missions would have different ways for you to approach it, and then it'd be all it, you know in the complicated world we're building <laughs> and have enough time and resources to do, yeah. then that can change the sort of story outcome, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. Like, are you meant to, are you trying to, comp- uh, for your clients, or maybe you are the in-house espionage team for your company, however it is that we set up that world, 
Uh, are you there to compete and catch up or are you there to destroy the competition? Yeah. Right? Oh, yes. Because then you have moral choices to make. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So you, do you steal the recipe or copy it down? Do you mm-hmm. want to destroy your opponents or beat your opponent? Yeah. Or compete with them? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then like, what if your client tells you to do something and then you're like, well, I don't know if I'll go that far. Yeah. Right. Oh, yes. I like it. I always want to, I always want to give that little extra dimension to something like this, even, oh, yeah. even if it's goofy. It's a, it's a spy. It's a spy thriller. You, yeah. You exactly. got to have that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Because this is a spy game, not just a stealth game. Yeah. Yes. Right? So there's a more to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's great. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, so you get the recipe. You either steal it or copy it down. Mm-hmm. What do you do then? You go through some vents. You got to get out of there, I guess. Yeah. I got to get it out. Okay. I mean, it? this seems like I. I just want to say this is just more of the same uh, that we've already discussed. What? Or is there something special about what this stage? What if you got detected? Well, okay. Uh, so let's say like you're trying to do the stealth thing and a uh, field person gets spotted. Yeah. And yeah. What like, do we do at fail states? Yeah. You're well, right. Right. Can you recover? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Field, uh, hacker players got your back and goes does the hacking things with fingers and stuff. And uh, I don't know. I do feel like yeah, in the case of a fail state, and this might be universal across all the missions, yeah. is that the field player needs to hide or they need to do something and wait. And it's like tense, right? So alien isolation style, right? Well, the hacker player is now has a lot to do right now. Yeah. <laughs> they have to like uh, reroute everything. Like uh, d- this is a false alarm actually, or like yeah. or just shut things yeah. down, or this is the person who detected. So I need to, I need to somehow find a way for that person to not reach that person to tell them or whatever. Yeah. And they're frantically moving. And meanwhile, the field player is like, <sighs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and then if you fail then it's just mission over right yeah so because one of the things about fail states in stealth games and it, that gets frustrating is when then suddenly the game now asks you to play it in a different way yeah so what uncharted was like this where if you, you can stealth uncharted uh, areas and just choke all the guys mm-hmm. but if you fail then suddenly you have to do the whole mission with machine guns yeah and you unless you restart it manually or die mm-hmm. but i would prefer like uh it to be a, a quick test that you can pass or fail sure yeah right and yeah. then continue on continuing on. yeah i like it like it. okay cool. i wrote that down in the case of fail stake hacker players frantically hacking field player <laughs> is avoiding conflict yeah okay cool uh okay you got the recipe copied it down um well but one thing i wanted to think about is that like if you did get spotted but you have the recipe right and you want to escape you can escape through other means maybe right you have different oh, options yeah. now. you yeah. can go out maybe not guns a blazing yeah. but like sprinting yeah yeah right. you can just run in there all of your all of the uh the guards are stormtroopers and they miss all their half their shots. So. Right, right. <laughs> Except the ones that count, <laughs> you know. Um, so, uh, like that could be a way to do it. Yeah. Or if you don't get spotted, or you, or or the guards are just aware, maybe you take the vent, like you're talking about, Martha. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I do. I, I kind of want the idea of like because this is corporate espionage. Like, mm-hmm. it, I want it to be like real world corporate espionage. So if you get caught, they just send you to the police. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. nobody has guns. Like, yeah, yeah. even the bad guys. Yeah, because yeah. like. You know, I mean, as much as the movies like to talk about how everyone has a private army, that's not actually how the world works. Right. Well, okay. So all the guards just run after you. And yeah, if they, they catch you, then you get sent to the cops. Right. So that gives you uh, more options to escape because yeah. it, they're not like shooting down their own facility yeah. to get you. Yeah. You're not John McClaning your way through this. Thing, yeah. Right? I like that. I like that better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then that, yeah, that, so it opens up some gameplay of just like actually more of an action run away, right? Mm-hmm. Like, or hide for a minute, uh, you know, kind of, um, like GTA when the cops are after you, essentially, which yeah. is just about a chase sequence. Basically, right? yeah. Before I didn't capture. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, okay, so this is, I'm assuming this is the last task. You got the recipe, you just need to get out. Yeah. Um, so, so then, yeah, the player can just decide, especially if they take it and they, and they, they're, they know the, the, the 
they're gonna then they can just decide to trigger the thing because it's faster to run out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or knocking if- chairs over. <laughs> <laughs> But maybe that has consequences in the story. Like right. then your employer knows that you that you're a little sloppy. Yeah. yeah. And if if you and if you choose to copy and try to be more stealthy, then you do need to sneak out. Right. Right. Yep. Okay. So options. And they're like the waiter is like, wow, you've been in the bathroom for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So options for the field player um, could be your ravioli is getting cold. <laughs> I'll take that to go. Thank you. <laughs> Um, okay, sneaking through vents is an option to get through, get past. It, like if you just copy down the recipe, then like you know you can just sneak out, yeah. right? So like sneaking through vents is an option, or just do the same thing you did, just sneak the same way out. Mm-hmm. Um, are there other options here? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like uh, this is be mission specific. I mean, if yeah. we're describing a first person stealth game then i don't know we need to write down every possible thing that can happen yeah yeah right oh yeah for sure there are cameras and there are lasers and there are vents and there are i think that's probably good enough for our purposes yeah okay i mean unless we could brainstorm a couple fun ones but i don't know i just i don't feel in the mood to like yeah to enumerate every possible thing this is a good amount of details i think too yeah cool okay uh should i read them all the things yeah recap it for us okay one player is out on the field doing thing these are great notes. <laughs> right. <laughs> One player at base is hacker giving player abilities through puzzle solving. Spy in, in VR. In VR. Yes, good call. Yeah. In VR. Mm-hmm. Uh, spy theming. Field player gets information for the hacker so they so they can do the hacking. Player in the field is doing some deduction, like point and click discovering things for the hacker. Hacker is doing hacks by way of minority report esque actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, hacker manages resources and gives field player better or worse abilities based on stuff. Based on a uh, mission, I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so your first mission is to infiltrate a restaurant that actually is a complicated science lab with a secret recipe. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first hack is, task is to sneak past into the entrance of the lab. Hacker player needs to manipulate orders and customer so that few people see the field player. Field player is observing state of play in the restaurant and doing the actions. Second task is get past a bunch of lasers. Hacker player can take out some lasers and protect the field player using shields. Uh, field player gets past lasers through first-person platforming actions. Third, third task: get the recipe. Field player is sneaking past guards, while hacker player is opening the vault with the recipe and doing gadget things like sneaking stealth gadget things. <laughs> <laughs> um, getting to the recipe: do you steal the recipe or copy the recipe down? Do you want to destroy opponents or defeat them? Ooh, the tension. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the case of a fail state, hacker player is ha- hacking frantically. Field player is avoiding conflict. Field player just runs if they have the space avoiding capture. Um, last task, get out of the restaurant. Option for field player could be sneaking through vents or take the same way out or run past guards. Yeah, um, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And that's the mission. Okay. So that feels like a really good structure of how the mission works. Yeah. So um, we sort of hinted a little bit at the larger game, mm-hmm. right? So what um, I'm thinking of like between missions when you maybe you, you have a, a menu of missions to choose from, like your client list. Um, oh, yeah. Priorities. And then how do we present that? We have the the player on the television. They have sort of a menu, a UI. And the player in VR has a similar thing. So then they're now sharing their experience. Yes. Right. And this is where then they discuss the tasks ahead. Okay. And then like they can maybe they can vote on which one to do or something or some mechanic for choosing that allows for uh, cooperation. Yeah. Uh, or maybe we just task one player with the with the burden of choosing and just that's how it is. 
Um, I think it makes more sense for them to cooperate cooperate because yeah. they are a team. Right. The question is, is what yeah. if there's a disagreement? Like, oh, what? what sure. me- how mechanically do we solve that? Oh, uh, I mean, I don't know. I think that as humans, you should just figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, like, who has control? Who can pick yeah. the option? Yeah, but ultimately, yeah. that's a, that is a, a compelling reason to make it more linear, mm. right? Oh, sure. And that the choices you make uh, in terms of like uh, d- uh, copying or destroying. That could be something you make as a team, but it's the field player who actually does it. Right. So, oh, that, okay. so, so they are they are the ones who actually decide. But it, but in terms of the game presents it as an option for the team. Yeah. But then it, you you that player is, gets to do either one. Right. And then maybe if they disagree, they have to deal with the fallout. Yeah. Right. But when it comes to like choosing missions and stuff, maybe that is just maybe it's less open worldy, a little bit more linear. Okay. Or maybe the hacker player decides this part because the field player gets to do the other part. <laughs> That's true. That makes sense. So they yeah. do, they have to agree, but the hacker player can overrule in that case. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that okay. feels then that yeah then that's sort of balanced and fair ultimately. Yeah. And then there's an element of trust that has to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like like you know it's like hey you did what you wanted even though I didn't want you to so I'm gonna do what you don't you know there could be some attrition yeah well happens. exactly and then like there's there's conflict not just between the players but like as a result of that conflict maybe they perform worse in the missions and that yes, affects the story. Yeah. But like at the end of the day you're still doing corporate espionage for for restaurants yeah (laughs) so nothing matters yeah exactly (laughs) right 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 so it gives it kind of a lighter tone yeah 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 yeah. so like you can feel like you could argue with people and it won't be yeah it won't be like the end of the world yeah so um one of the things i would i want is i would love to have like a third act twist where it's like you find out that like you know all this uh, espionage you're doing is part of some other plot that either you don't agree with again it's very low has to, stakes have to stay low oh yeah, right, but yeah. it should be something yeah. where you're like I don't know if I want to do this kind of work anymore uh, <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah <laughs> something like that and yeah. then yeah then then you have to decide as a team whether to like fulfill your client or switch sides mm. right? and then maybe the last mission is to steal that recipe back again <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> right okay I like it something, there we go I don't know. <laughs> possibly become double agent i love it yep okay cool just ma- make the players care about yeah. this this these dumb dumb things <laughs> <laughs> yes ah, cool okay well this i don't know this is cool I like that's this. awesome yeah, I, think, yeah. I think we got i mean front to back it feels like a real real game mm-hmm. i want to play it now <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ugh, like we've said it before, but I would be really happy to work on a game like this. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, uh-huh. um, we had one of our listeners make a suggestion. Yes. That we should do an ice games jam, like an actual jam for all the listeners to do. Yeah. And then talk about it on the show. So, yeah, he sent us an email saying, uh, hey, all, I'll keep this short and sweet. I would love to see a nice games jam in the future, a game jam where the community and fans can participate. And as a bonus, you could pop an episode with the outcome of the jam. That's what I really like about this suggestion is that people can send in their own little one hour uh, tasks and then we can like recap them yeah. as many as we get. So uh, if you're inspired to go ahead and, and do that, you can get started now and send them our way. But I think we can do something more official. We could maybe put a jam up on itch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People can submit via PDF uh, their ideas. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll definitely do something like that in the future for sure. Yeah, we'll look into it. I have no idea how to run a game jam on itch, but We'll figure it out. Yeah. We've run game jams before. <laughs> so thanks to Eduardo for sending that in. It's yeah. really a great suggestion. Thank you. Yeah. Because, I mean, we can't be doing all the work over here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we've, we've done enough of these now where, you know, I've always thought maybe we should can compile these into a, a full document for people mm-hmm. to sort of see a little library of nice games jams. And you know what? Well, let's get listeners in on that in that as well. Yeah. So it's, it's a fantastic idea. I love it. Well, that's our show. <laughs> 
If you liked it, leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app and tell all your friends too. If you're interested in any of the topics we talked about, make sure to check out our website, nicegames.club, for more show notes and links to resources. And also for the prototype design document that we made today, um, as well as all the other games that we've made in past game jams. Uh, like with playtesting our games, we are always looking for feedback on the podcast. You can go to nicegames.club slash feedback to give us what to tell us what you think. Get in touch with us on Twitter at Nice Games Club, where Dale tweets game dev resources and pictures of cats, or by email at contact at nicegames.club. Ask us your questions or give us suggestions for topics. So until we start again, remember to play nice and make nice. That's what it is. Don't listen to me. Right. Cut this out. <laughs> anyway, we can cut that out. That was, that was a fun aside. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, okay, spy theming.